Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for August 21st, 2015. Here on the show tonight, we've got Adam. Hey, Adam. Hey, everybody. How you doing? How's uh, how's uh, the last couple of weeks of summer wrapping up for you before the uh, the hours start to pour in? I'm already working, so... Oh, no. <laughs> School for me starts next on Monday, as a matter of fact. <laughs> All right. Well, Two weeks before Labor Day. Have, have, I hope this uh, this show is a start of a good weekend for you. We've also got Skojo. Hey, man. Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> That's definitely funnier for me than you because while it is very old slang that comes from England, there's still slang down here where Trump is basically a polite way of saying fart. Fart, fart, We've got uh, Cherba, naturally. What else am I going to do on this early on a Saturday morning? It's either this or beating off. <laughs> Thank you for not doing that on camera. Thank you for that. You already um, see one of my hands, don't you? <laughs> and we got Nelson. Nelson, where have you been, man? There was a shooting five blocks from my office today. Good thing I live in America. Yay. <laughs> uh, it's been hey, like... Man, there are worse places to live. It, it has been like, like three weeks since you've been on the shows. Nelson, it's glad to, um, we're it's good to know you're still with us. I'm uh, I'm in my in my defense, I am as of now celebrating Summer Fridays, which is a New York tradition where we just don't go to work on Fridays. <laughs> um, but I'm doing it for the podcast because it's hot <laughs> out and disgusting. <laughs> nice. All right. I'm I wish Los Angeles had traditions like that. But we have rioting. So also forest fires. Forest Friday. yes, the I don't think there is a single time where I've looked at is California on fire dot com and it has said no. So Alright, so we've got a couple of topics and only a couple because both of them could go a while. Uh first things first I just discovered there's a companion site. To is California on fire? Called where is California on fire? <laughs> <laughs> there is. Hold on. Where is... am I on fire right now? Let me check the internet. Apparently, Saddle Creek. <laughs> the answer to that question at the moment. Saddle, Saddle Mountain Road, rather. Sorry, Saddle Creek is down here. What am I doing? Oh wow. Creeks can't. Look at be it. On it's like fire. this huge list. Holy crap. Oh wow. Oh oh wow. The Warm Springs Rehab Center is on fire. Huh. Okay. Uh, don't worry, it'll get better. Yup. We're proud to announce that the fire has now given up heroin. <laughs> uh, but where will Lindsay Lohan go? Oh, I joke, but uh, she's been clean for a while. Somewhere that's not on fire. Probably. <laughs> yeah, she's been clean for ages. Yeah. And she yeah. was never on heroin. It was all fucking cocaine. Yeah, cocaine. All right, so um, speaking of one hell of a trip, the GOP debate, which we've put off discussing because we wanted to have people who actually knew things about it. <laughs> Whoa, let's not go too far here. <laughs> could, you, 
I think before this bit, you should have some music play that's like the GOP debate. GOP debate described by like four, at least four extremely liberal people. It's funny that that music is actually called the the entrance of the gladiators or something like that, like something really dire and serious. Really. The song oh, you yeah. hear on the Cali- played on the Calliope at circuses all around the world has a name like that. Oh, wait, no, I've got a better idea. What we should do instead is we should put, some, we should put in the front of that, uh, since we're talking about the Republican debate, just a clip of Jimi Hendrix all along the watchtower. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Did you guys ever watch Battlestar Galactica? Yes. No. Yeah. Every time something went wrong, (laughs) (laughs) all along the watchtower. I should have just said yes. (laughs) So Trump, Trump, Trump. He actually said Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, yeah, he did. Everyone on Twitter made the joke. Hey, he's gonna say Trump, 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 and then he actually said, and I quote, (laughs) Trump, Trump, Trump. He's like a He's really glorious. ugly Pokemon. <laughs> Trump <laughs> evolves to Asshole-tron. So my so I guess the, uh... <laughs> oh, I was gonna say the first part of our uh, did in the room. Yeah. Uh, uh, You're just fucking with me now. <laughs> As Trevor informed us all before the show, Trump is slang in what England or or Aussie, or for England fart. and Australia. Though in Australia, it's quite outdated. Yeah. So yep, slang for fart. Nelson, sorry to sorry to interrupt. You can continue. Oh, um, the the thing that was craziest for me about the uh, GOP debate was that I was so I was watching the debate, um, and I was watching Twitter, and we were making jokes. But the problem was they were going so quickly from crazy bit to crazy bit that you really couldn't absorb the crazy. Like, there was a moment when Ben Carson said that our tax policy should be based on tithes. Yeah. And they just, like, flew right past that. My my dad has a Ben Carson sticker he's waiting to put on the car right next to his NRA sticker. Goody. Oh. <laughs> You know, I can kind of understand the NRA sticker because as much as I'm not entirely fond of the NRA, I can see how they have some better points that maybe he is appreciative of and that's why he's a fan of them because, you know, he just ignores the bad parts. I can't see that about any of the Republican candidates. I'm pretty sure it's because... They're all fucking clowns. I'm pretty sure it's because he met Ben Carson once at, at an Amway thing. That's fine, but if somebody <laughs> thinks that taxes should be based on tithes, really? Uh, hey, so... whenever, whenever you, whenever you make a statement, I met a famous politician at an Amway yeah. session. Yeah. That, yeah. That's like the first, first red flag right there. You don't even have to say anything I'm, more. I, I'm more, I'm more confused by the fact that meeting him made him want to vote for him more. I mean, I'm a journalist. I did work with politics for a while. And I've met quite a few of our current politicians. 
this does not make me want to vote for them. It ah, makes but me yes. want to punch them. Ah, but yes, as a journalist, you have uh, finally honed your piercing defense against reality distortion fields. <laughs> oh, I'm just off my face, like, permanently. <laughs> Alcohol is part of the defense. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've interacted with a good number of, like, politicians, and I find, generally speaking, except for, like, a small percentage that are just a-holes, <laughs> like, generally, there's a reason they got elected, because they, in general, come off, like, reasonably charismatic when you talk to them. <laughs> Except for, if you look at, let's just go down, like, I'm looking at the BBC thing here, and they just have it broken down by person, right? So if we just go down by people one at a time, like, Trump, if you look at what he said, nothing he says, it does not include some insult of some kind. No. Stupid, losers, rapists, this, that. There's always something that he's always insulting somebody, right? Yeah. So if you've insulted everybody, the only people left are people who are either doing the insulting with you or people who apparently you've hired, which is apparently a lot of people lot because of there people. were people who were paid to be... There were people who were paid to be at some... At his announcement thing. White older dudes. The one group that hasn't been made fun of. Wait for it. <laughs> also, I, something that uh, Mike Schneider, our fucking, the person on the podcast who gets pointed out the most without ever actually being on the po podcast, <laughs> Donald Trump, really weirdly, he nods with his whole body. That's true. He does. It's I think he might actually be a potato. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a barely evolved potato in human skin. I really like Trump, uh, not as a person, because he is the worst person, um, <laughs> but as the sort of Pied Piper that is pulling the Republicans more and more into the crazy pit. Um, <laughs> recently, he, like, he doesn't back down when he says bad things. Yeah, he yeah, just doubles down on every single thing he, he says. He wants to... Uh, get rid of birthright citizenship. He wants to repeal the 14th Amendment. Like, and so all half, about half of the other Republicans are like, oh no, he says he needs to repeal the 14th Amendment? Well, I guess we should. Well, uh, yeah, well then they get the problem is, it's not even that they need to say something, it's that suddenly the media asks them mm -hmm. that question, and suddenly they have to have a position on a crazy uh, topic yeah. where <laughs> if they answer the way they probably believe, they'll lose a percentage of their voters to Trump more. You have so, a like, higher uh, estimation of many of the Republican candidates than I do. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the candidates are not just people who I would be like, oh, he's a Republican, I probably wouldn't vote for him. There is a level of, of bat crap loco in these, <laughs> in these people who are running than I have ever seen in any other election. I mean, oh you have you have Trump, who is who I, I think it was uh what was it HuffPost said we're not posting anything about him in politics anymore. It's mm -hmm. just posting in entertainment. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Jeb Bush is the only one who I, I think has not made a complete ass of himself, but he's also not separating himself from anything. Also, he's a Bush, so mm. no one with a brain would vote for him anyhow. Scott Walker has bankrupted his state. 
right? Rand Paul is also <laughs> crazy and wants to go onto the gold standard. Chris Christie, not a great guy for president, not not a great guy for Jersey either. He's he's like been in a million different like scandals of all different kinds. Mike Huckabee proved that he doesn't know what he's talking about the last time he ran and made it nowhere. Marco Rubio is a weird like closet. Marco Rubio racist. is the smiler. He's just he's saying. creepy. He is Marco, Marco Rubio scares me because he he, he, <laughs> he comes out with these opinions that are are really like like dictator level scary when he talks about them. Oh, ben yeah. Carson obviously crazy, and Ted Cruz obviously crazy, and John Cage who just got on my last nerve because he said, "You know what's what's keeping our schools down? Teacher break rooms." It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I think that and teachers then, should just be worked to here's death. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The the problem with the the one of the big problems in the GOP candidate spectrum here is that the GOP has in no way exercised any authority in separating the proverbial wheat from the chaff. They have like what fifteen yep. different candidates. They had yeah. so many. No, no, no. They nineteen. Had, no, I'm sorry, nineteen. 19. They have so many candidates. When they want to do a primary debate, they had to do a B team debate beforehand. <laughs> it's like the kids' <laughs> they table. They can't separate the wheat like, from the chaff because there is no wheat. It's like There's no the, wheat. It's all chaff. <laughs> It's, it's like just the, manure. Well, you know, even with corn, even with the corn cobs, you can make grits. <laughs> <laughs> there's no grit in this. There's not. It's just this. So, it seems to me like this cavalcade of people who are who are grasping for fame, or trying to get get money, or or manipulate their own position. Not one of them has said or done anything that is remotely helpful to any of the people in the constituencies that they represent, if they represent one. And Trump has never done anything to benefit anybody but himself. So wait, God wait, forbid wait, he become wait, a president. Wait, wait, okay. Adam. Okay. Great Democratic analysis from Adam, from a Democratic <laughs> standpoint. But Do you let's be real. No, let's Do be real truth? for a second. No, let's be real. <laughs> Trump has provided a whole bunch of jobs for a whole bunch of people. So you can't people who he just called rapists. No, like... he didn't, I'm just saying, like, no, he didn't call his workers rapists. People who didn't those are the some good people who I guess he so that like that like five thousand to ten thousand. I don't even know how many people work for Trump stuff, but anyway, those people aren't the rapists. It's everyone else. It's you know your typical racist comment. You know <laughs> the Latinos that I know are the special ones that are really nice, but those other ones I have no. I can't say anything about it. <laughs> you know they're they're pieces of crap, but uh, you know the ones I know they're uh, the special ones. Oh yeah, no. I'm looking at the debate schedule. The next one is like 20 minutes from me in Simi Valley. It's at the Reagan Library. Oh, you going? Oh, God, oh the, you should oh, go. Oh, God. The 118 is going to be hell. Just burn it I'm, down. Burn down the library. No, it's a really good library. I mean, it is. No, it can't be. No, it is really it's the Reagan, cool. It's, I mean, look. It's the Ronald it Reagan Library. How could you remember anything that went to okay. that library? There is a full... There, there is an entire Air Force One plane and helicopter in there. It is super cool. And they have... And they sell copious amounts of jelly beans. Victor. Victor. Yes. Those are not books. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's not, not It's not a library like a book. <laughs> Library. It's a library as <laughs> <a library. laughs> you have a building that doesn't have books in it. How is it? Yeah, wait, 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 wait. The Reagan Library has books in it. 
It's just somewhere. all about Reagan. Somewhere. Also, sure random something. anecdote. Back when I was in flight attendant training, they pulled up <laughs> Air Force One probably about like 500 meters from the fence of the training place that fenced us off from the, uh, you know, assorted runway complex area. Mm-hmm. And like at lunchtime, all of us were out there like against the fence, just staring at all the cool planes and such. Mm. Just checking out I, Air Force One. It was pretty sick. You know, I almost feel bad for Chris Christie because he was the bully, right? He was the you know, asshole, petty local politician that, you know, all the petty asshole New Jersey Republicans could get behind. And then Trump just blew him away. Well, that's that's the killer part, and that's what's killing, like, Rand Paul. That's mm-hmm. what's killing Ted Cruz. Like, all the guys that were supposed to be edgy <clears throat> are nothing compared to Trump. Yeah. And, so, and, they, and the worst part is, if you listen to that debate, like... Rand Paul sounds like he's drunk. He's mm-hmm. slurring more than I do right now. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Ted Cruz sounded like the master debater, Harvard debater, right? He he sounded like he was just all can responses. Even when he was saying crazy crap, it sounded insincere. And then you have Trump who just gets up there and he's like, sure, you know, politici- we buy politicians all the time. I bought Hillary Clinton. She came to my wedding. You know, like... You know what? It, There's, those guys are so screwed because yeah. as long as Trump's there, they can't. Their constituency is going to hang out with him because yeah, he's the one who's speaking the truth. Parentheses. They you cannot like, Trump. Trump. It's his this, name. Okay. You know what this reminds me of? It, Trump is like the. All right, think about every '80s movie you've ever seen, where like yeah, there's the, the future. There, there's the. There's the like the preppy the, the bad guys like the preppy with like the sweater on and he's just like a jerk to everybody like a jerk all the time and everyone's like yeah chat you told him <laughs> that's Trump Trump yeah. is a bad bad guy where he just insults no. everybody the only Trump people hanging is, around him trying the, to like him when you're watching the 80s movie and they go to the dystopian future and their leader <laughs> their leader is Trump <laughs> like, neon Mohawk. back to the future I mean the president is Trump you know I mean. Yep. <laughs> craziest part of this is that Trump is out crazying some of the craziest politicians that America has ever seen. I mean, just to examine Rand Paul, we are talking about someone who suggested it would be a good idea to use drones to kill people that robbed liquor stores. Okay. Okay. Some getting executed by flying death robot. This is a man who was (laughs) staffed and financially benefited from newsletters that fucking gave you a how-to guide on how to shoot black people and get away with it. Okay. Um, to kind of pull a this towards... guy who couldn't get certified as an ophthalmologist, so he created his <laughs> own board and certified himself. <laughs> went around for the next 20 fucking years calling himself a board-certified ophthalmologist. The board was literally a piece of wood. <laughs> All right, uh, what are you, All right. Victor, where, I wanna, are you, where are you bringing us? I, I want, you keep on, Turbo, you and everybody else, saying that you know, Trump is the dystopian future president. And, you know, he, it, when I look at oh, Trump, no, I'm not saying that. Oh, to when <laughs> I look at Trump, he reminds me very scarily like when, Luke, when Lex Luthor ran for president. <laughs> and well, he's it, the same hair. I disagree. Right? Lex well, Luthor was competent, and he won. right, which makes <laughs> me question. That was that was Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor had was com- displayed his competence because he could 
in that political environment. Trump will never would never in a million years be able to run as a Democratic candidate, assuming that you know he's legitimately trying to become president. In a million years, he could never run as a Democratic uh, candidate because he is the owner of one of the most vicious multinational corporations in the world. So by default, he has to be Republican. Could he? Could all of this, this craziness, this insanity that he's displaying? go beyond what he normally does and be a purposeful act to pull all of these, you know, the the voters towards him. I don't so you're, think so. You're asking, is, you're asking whether is Trump is a, whether Trump um, is a, a asshole for, or, like, or Hillary Clinton. We no. I'm asking whether or not Donald <laughs> Trump is an asshole or a maniacal genius. Oh, I think, I think he's it's, it's Occam's razor. No, yeah. I mean, think about this. How long has Trump been saying stupid crap since he was saying stuff that was generally very, you know, like I'm just saying, like he was just he he. A lot of people accuse him of being a Democrat, right? Because he was giving money to the Democrats sure. for different moments, and he was saying like he's pro-choice, he's like pro-universal health care, uh, like all these other th- positions he had at other points. But what you forget is he dogged Obama for like mm-hmm. years on uh, the birth certificate thing. That would be mm-hmm. such a long game to set up and be like, you know what? In 2016, I'm going to run for president, but I'm going to start like, you know, six years earlier, like, and just keep talking about the birth certificate, make everybody think I'm crazy. And then I'm going to run for as a Republican. It'll work. Yeah. As, as a, as someone who has a deep understanding of the uh, American psyche, um, watch, uh, what is the, that documentary about the, um, Oh, the the gigantic mansion that they called Versailles, and it was super tacky rich people, and it was like they got rich selling timeshares in Florida. Oh, Great Gatsby. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is that is the kind of tacky, like crass uh, style that a lot of Americans really like, like. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, if I was rich, I would be just like Donald Trump. Or like Leona Helmsley. See, I see it as like Donald Trump, my dad, uh, Rudy Giuliani, like all these people who were like moderate Republicans, especially in the Northeast. (laughs) You know, my dad's with these two other people. (laughs) uh, You know, they're all aging. They're all aging baby boomers at the uh, probably at the like peak and maybe waning point of their like political influence and power. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just they get scared. They start becoming more conservative on issues, especially if they only listen to like one news source or they stop reading about anything. Uh-huh. Um, and they just kind of go semi-crazy. Uh, I mean, like uh, if you look at just like Giuliani's positions uh, since 2008, it's like radically different than what he was like 10 years earlier. Um, and you look at Trump, you look at my, I'm just using my dad as an example, <laughs> but I mean like very moderate on all these issues now, suddenly very extreme, big Trump fan. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that Trump is, is using the, here's, I think here, here's what's happening. And this is my theory. 
So Trump comes on the scene and he says these ridiculously outrageous things that no sane person would say if they were running for politics. Yet because the right wing of this country has gone so far right and so far into crazy town, they're just like, oh, well, he's telling it like it is, except he's not really. <laughs> well, no, but he is. That's, that's, that's the on. key. No, no, no. The, those, like, for example, the bankrupt answer that he gave where he's like, I've never declared bankruptcy. My businesses have. Oh, what? I used rules that are legit in the like in our law, a system of law to like take advantage of the system. Wouldn't any good businessman who's trying to make a profit do this? If you want to prevent, you want to close those, then you know you get somebody who's not beholden to other people. Well, no, but aside he's, from what he's saying, aside from <laughs> rules, aside from rules lawyering, right? He's a rules lawyer. That I get. That's not why I why I think he's pretty much the worst person in the world. But <laughs> what's happened is every other candidate. And I think we, we touched on this already a little bit, has forced to either match his insane statements by equally insane statements or like face or in their minds risk getting pushed off off to the side because he's taking center stage. So oh my god, what do I do? I just I gotta counter him with, with being more extreme. Where if if I was a Republican candidate and I was up against this cavalcade of morons and clowns, I would have just engaged him directly and been like, this is the stupidest thing that you could have, like, I'm not like him because look at these ridiculously stupid things that he said, and here's why it wouldn't work on a national stage. Oh, no. That's all you'd you're have to do. God forbid. You're a rhino. forbid you you accidentally agree with Democrats on anything. I'm it's not even you. agreeing with Democrats. You could just say, calling our allies rapists and morons is not a smart idea. And that's... That's a fact. It doesn't matter what side you're on. <laughs> Calling people who are who are your allies or Adam, at least not hostile Adam, to you, Adam, insulting names is... on an international stage is a bad idea. Adam, you're confusing <laughs> you're confusing real domestic policy ideas with politics. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that's definitely true. But I mean, no. But here's the thing: uh, Trump is is like the opposite of what modern political speech is like. Mm -hmm. Like everybody has their consultants, they they test their statements with uh, like a mm -hmm. control group and they try to say the thing that will least piss off the amount of people so they can get their, you know, fifty one percent of the vote or whatever they need depending off there's like a third party in. Um, you know, to win. So when you put Trump next to a bunch of Republicans who are just doing what their consultants tell them to do like they all look like just like sell out idiots that are just like spouting out things that they're just told to say. That's and Trump are. Trump sounds see I missed the first 15 minutes of the debate so I missed <laughs> okay. the really really oh. really bad <laughs> the really bad exchange that occurred where he called Rosie O'Donnell uh, fat or something like that all and right. like Can I... uh you know just was went yeah. crazy. Let me let me yeah. reference one thing that is completely describes Trump. That was like the very first question in the debate the question was put up hey if the G if after the end of all these GOP debates the RNC chooses someone that isn't you to be the front runner for the Republican party for president do you swear do you swear that you will support them and not run as an independent and everybody but Trump said, "Yeah, sure. We'll play we'll play ball with that." 
And the announcer. That is about the only thing. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So go ahead, I, go ahead. I have two things. One of the second one is very much relating to that. But the first one is that I am of the opinion that you can boil down all American political elections to uh, characters from Transmetropolitan. Most politicians <laughs> are smilers. Trump is the beast. Hmm. Hillary Clinton's a smiler. John Kerry was super smiler. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of Republicans are smilers. Even, like, Huckabee, who is a re repulsive, horrible human being uh, that I wish a thousand terrible things on, he's still a smiler. He doesn't come out and say, yeah, I'm friends with child molesters, what's up? Like, he tries to coach it in all of this, you so know, bullshit. So for those of us who haven't read or seen Transmetropolitan, what is yes, that? Yes, you should read what, it. What are, what are, what are Smilers and what? what is the Beast? Okay, so uh, okay. please, yes. Okay. <laughs> Basically, a crazy man living in the mountains who looks a lot like Alan Moore hmm. <laughs> turns out to actually be incredible gonzo journalist Spider Jerusalem, who was run out on a book deal. His publishers track him down, drag him kicking and screaming back to the city, back to a column, where he ends up writing in one long arc about the election, which is obviously meant to mirror the elections that were happening around that period of time. However, they have ended up becoming, in Warren Ellis's usual fashion, a pretty apt uh, comparison to pretty much any American political election. <clears throat> and of course, Spotted Jerusalem is possibly one of the most offensive, morally bankrupt, worthless, vile human beings that can possibly be imagined, and that is what makes him such a compelling hero for our story. <laughs> um, so again, yeah, I still have no idea what a smiler or a beast is. The smiler is the highly polished... Uh, well, I should talk about the Beast first. The Beast, who... Uh, George W. Bush is a beast. Uh, Richard Nixon is a beast. They are reprehensible. They are honestly reprehensible. If you ask them what their opinion of politics is, they will say that if I can keep, you know, 50 plus 1 percent of Americans alive for another day, I've done my job. They have... No higher you're talking, ideals. You're talking about Dick Cheney, not George W. Bush. He's just a smiler. I don't know. If, eh, Dick sort Cheney, of. So, the guy really running it. Yeah, Dick Cheney is definitely a beast. Um, and then you have the smiler, which is the highly polished, usually a fresh face, um, politician where you think, oh, they will change things. They actually have these ideals. But the smiler you see, the smiler just wants to fuck people. <laughs> They're even worse than the Beast. Huh. Okay. Marco Rubio is a smiler. Donald Trump is a mm. Beast. Um, my second so point, which, which the comes back to what you were evils. talking about. Haha, <laughs> that's a funny question. Both are terrible. Okay. <laughs> um, coming back to my second point, uh, and to your point before, a lot of people have talked about who the winners and losers of the debates are. And I think the winners and losers of the debates are basically who the media wants to be the winners and losers. Um, that's why 
Carly Fiona won the JV debate, even though no one really cared about the JV debate, but she won the debate, so she has press coverage. Yeah. Um, and that's why a lot of people were like, oh, you know, Carson won the debate, or, oh, uh, Rand Paul won the debate, or, you know. Uh, Trump won the debate. If anyone won, it was Trump. Because who are we talk? Who have we been talking about for the past half hour? Exactly. I can tell you who lost the debate for sure. <laughs> you fucking did. All of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say this the losers are this America. Is this is not a presidential fucking race. This is a crew of fucking 19 psychopaths beating off at the American flag to spew their fucking poison spunk in your fucking face because they can. That's what this is. Let's not play games. It's always good to have a fresh outside perspective on this. <laughs> I think it's totally accurate. I think no. I think the only yeah. reason that Trump is polling so high is uh, that he's he's popular at the moment. I don't think that he's going to... Um, actually get any Republican votes or get anywhere in the Republican Party. I disagree. Um, I think he will. I don't think he'll be the nominee, but I think he will come in second. I don't think they're going to let... I think at the convention, they're not going to let him in. Ooh, think, that would I be interesting. They, I think they won't let him in, and he's going to throw a hissy fit and throw a Trump, Trump con. They do hate him. They, <laughs> they the really do. The establishment hates yeah. him. Well, the, someone came out and said, like, we hate, he, I hate this guy because he's he basically makes us look like a bunch of morons. Now, granted, any I feel bad for any Republican who's like a serious, an actual Republican. If there are indeed any of them left, I don't think that there are. But you there know, are. It's, yeah, <laughs> I've met me. them. I've met them. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, like four. There's maybe a lot of three. There's a lot of trying to make them. What happened? Um, hi folks. Uh, hello, hello friends. It's your good pal Victor. Um, we seem to have lost our connection. Um, so in the duration, I'm gonna do my best to get back into the uh, the chat and uh, see where we end up. I'm ashamed that our country even votes for that hello. party at all. Hello, hi. Wait, <laughs> what happened? Uh, well, as I was just explaining to the uh, to the audience, we do seem to have lost the connection, and they heard it, and you didn't because I'm recording. So, uh, uh, what 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 did we miss? More Okay, you know what? I think I think that um, I think that that was the podcast in its own self-aware way telling us that we need to move off of the topic of Trump. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the podcast is tired of hearing about Trump. <laughs> the, the podcast. Well, let, let's talk about it real quick. Who? Is, so if it, Trump won the debate, but we can't really talk about Trump anymore, who <laughs> ultimately do you think is able to pull it off? If, okay, mm. if the Republican id and the base have the most say, it'll be Trump. If the Republican establishment has the most say, it'll be Rubio. Mm. And I don't you think Rubio is. I don't think the establishment is necessarily behind Rubio. Well, the money boys are. I They're don't really. Because, I mean, like, uh, are they? I'm not. Eventually, really. well, here's eventually, the thing. I think, I think they're going to coalesce around him because Walker and Bush are has been 
you know, white dudes. And Rubio can actually pull away the Latinos. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You're calling, you're pull, you're calling a citizen... You're, wait, I'm just going to say, even though Walker did a really poor job in the debate, I think, and, like, didn't really... isn't a real exciting guy, you're talking about a sitting governor in Wisconsin who's won three elections because he mm-hmm. survived a recall... And he uh, he did a bunch of stuff that pissed off like you know all the Democrats there, and still he, got reelected. He can never in a win bl- the general. In a, in a blue state, he um, can never win the general. Yeah, no but one likes him. You can make that argument Latinos with uh, like you can you can make that argument with everybody who's running on the Republican side. Well, <laughs> which is why. Is, sorry, go ahead. Rubio's whole deal is that he is young and he is Latino, and he really wants you to know that he is both of those two things. Because the person he's probably going to be running against is old and white. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess. That is the one funny part about the Democratic uh, slate uh, this time around. Well, here's here's the thing, right? I don't think that that if Rubio, I don't think Rubio will pull a lot of the Latino vote like they oh, like no, they think. Won't actually pull it. I, okay. Right, he's gonna pull. He'll pull Latinos like uh, what's her face? Uh, Palin pulled women, which is not. Republicans <laughs> think that Latinos are a singular no, uh, Nelson, ethnic group. Nelson, let me tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> after criticizing Obama for eight years, they're going to take a one-term senator from us, like from Florida, and put him forward as their candidate when I they. Spent eight a, years talking about how a how Obama didn't have enough experience to be president. They don't They're have take a intellectual consistency. Nobody remembers that. I'm just that. telling you. <laughs> not to mention, if the anti-immigration wing of that party takes over, they're never going to look at thing. Rubio. Rubio tried to... And, and they're like the biggest part of the Republican mm-hmm. Party. And the guys who come out and vote in the primaries. That's the thing. That's I why just I don't had, see it. He's not... That's why Rubio's not even ahead in Florida... Bush is ahead in Florida, and Rubio like was down last time I saw him on the on the polling in Florida. I, I just don't see a situation where Rubio comes off unless everybody. Is, I mean, everybody is crazy, so <laughs> Rubio might look good because he's young, but that's that's like the only thing going for him, and he's from mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. I think that if if certain things go certain ways, and the uh, establishment gains control, I think there is a non-zero possibility that they will run him uh, because they will think that he can pull votes away from uh, Clinton. I mean, he but right can't now... actually because he's like a right-wing Cuban and everyone hates right-wing Cubans. See, right now I feel like the establishment's behind Bush and then the people who don't like Bush so much are backing Walker, maybe a little bit Rubio. And uh, who knows? The other, the rest of them are probably crying. Well, everything, all of the other candidates besides Trump actually have a pretty even spread, except for like a few outliers who have like one or two percent. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that the reason it's it's hard to judge is because it is really evenly split on that side. And it's hard for us to judge because we consider them all losers. Yeah, (laughs) you're a loser. (laughs) Well, also we consider them. Also, we consider which one is going to be the most entertaining. Mm. Looking Wait, at oh. it from the outside and purely on gut feeling, I reckon it comes down to between Bush and Rubio. Simply because... Interesting. Fucking Scott Walker looks like that... A tool. 
creepy, slightly he's, pervy he's camp a... counselor who spent a bit too much he's time guts. with the boys in their fucking. <laughs> oh boy! Not to be an Red educational Ford. elitist, you know what the other funny thing about Scott Walker is? He doesn't even have a bachelor's degree. <laughs> hey, I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, but you're not running for president. Oh, Rand, uh, Rand Paul is a psycho with too much baggage to get elected. Chris Christie and what's his face Ben Carson are too brown to get elected for the Republican Party. Yeah, wait, Chris Christie brown. Wait, 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 wait. Is it the fake tan? He looks pretty brown in this photo. <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris Christie's biggest problem is he hugged Obama after a hurricane. He did. Oh, yeah. yeah. He deigned to touch somebody who was a Democrat. He's a hugger. Mike, yes. Mike Huckabee looks like a school principal. Ted Cruz looks like a desperate televangelist. And John <laughs> yes. Teich looks like he's defending himself against a child sex charge. <laughs> you know, uh, just uh, all seriousness, uh, Kasich... Uh, John Kasich, the governor of Ohio, while he says stupid stuff about education, um, out of all of them, he comes off the least crazy mostly when he talks. For example, uh, I thought it was impressive in the debate that he actually stood up and said, yeah, I, you know, expanded Medica mm -hmm. uh, Medicaid. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I would do it again because, you know, I care, you know, we need to treat these people who are drug addicted and stuff like that and not just throw them in jails. And I thought that was, like, a That's very ballsy. a <laughs> very ballsy statement for a Republican to give. He, I mean, he and did it unabashedly, didn't back away. And, I mean, while he has done some crazy stuff in Ohio, he has, the reason he hasn't drawn as much fire as, like, a Scott Walker is when he did try to do the same stuff, he backed down. And the voters pretty much told him no, and they overturned his like stuff he did. And then he just immediately said, "Okay, I'm going to work with everybody. I'm going to like just, you know, not be." So you're saying he's a butthead. he's a Frenchy quitter, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, he's pragmatic a little bit, which is very rare with this group of people. So even though he says crazy stuff like teachers should get rid of break rooms. Some of the positions and stuff that he's done actually running Ohio has been less terrible than what the other governors that are running the Republican primary have done. The thing is, he doesn't, have, he doesn't have the image. No, I he mean, doesn't. That's the problem. He's kind of boring. He's he, he, he and yeah, he ends up. Soft. You know, he's just a uh, white dude from the yeah. from the whitest, from the whitest state. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like the whitest accountant. state. The whitest state is, I'm pretty sure, either New Hampshire or Vermont. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I didn't mean demographically speaking. No, okay. <laughs> if you look at Rubio, he's got the strong jaw. His fucking hand looks like it's been locked in place with concrete. He's got the dead, steady eyes that honestly look a bit dead fish but they're very steady <laughs> like he looks like a man who is in charge and in control and has a bit of power he looks like a That's... really good Manchurian candidate you know what really good you know what would be good the Republicans should just stay out of this election Democrat, or the conservative Democrats or the moderate can put Hillary Clinton forward and we'll have Bernie Sanders in the, in the, in the general and we'll just have a general election with Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, and that would be uh, that would be a, a, just a fine, you know, choice. <laughs> I have a feeling. I, well, well, my gut reaction is yes, that'd be amazing. I have a feeling that goes down a bad path that I don't want to go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 
All right. Yeah. Well, we're gonna move on to the next topic. Yeah, brother, like, and um, that would be now for the contentious topic. <laughs> if you thought yeah, I was that talking went a lot on now, a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, yeah, we're gonna be uh, coming up. We're talking about Inbox Zero. So, Nelson, my friend, my my <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, my fellow Americans. Uh-huh. I present to you uh, the evidence. My inbox Hold has Hold on. Uh, one Hold message, on. and before it is you, from my dad. Before you display your Italy. evidence, I, I was hoping you'd start off saying what Inbox Zero is. And I, you know what? Actually, I have this page open here that says what it is, and you can stop me if any of this doesn't jive with your version of Inbox Zero because there's apparently some debate as to All what right. it is. Okay, so... Yeah. um. Inbox Zero is basically the idea that you are going to be keeping your email inbox empty um, or almost empty at all times. It was developed by this guy named uh, Merlin Mann, who's expert in productivity. Oh, yeah, Merlin Mann. Merlin Mann. And um, he has this list of um, he has identified five possible actions to take for each email message. And that is delete, delegate, respond, defer and do uh for example don't leave um here's some tips of his don't leave the email client open uh process email periodically throughout the day perhaps at the top of each hour first delete or archive as many new messages as possible then forward what can be best answered by someone else immediately respond to any new messages that can be answered within two minutes or less Move new messages that require more than two minutes to answer and messages that can be answered later to separate requires response folder and set aside time each day to respond to the email in the requires response folder or chip away at mail in this folder throughout the day. And that is that is his that is the inbox zero philosophy. Does that about uh, jive with what you uh, what you interpret it to be, Nelson? Um, pretty much. I mean, that's a little bit more prescriptive than the way I do it, which okay. is basically my inbox is a, it's an inbox. It's a, a not a to-do list, but it's like things I should deal with, right? Right. Um, and if I don't need to deal with something, I just archive it because most email systems have uh, a pretty much infinite amount of space and uh, instant search with full text search, so it's not like it's going away. So what's the what is the point of it? The point is to not have a million things staring you in the face when you check your email. So here's my question: Inbox zero does that mean having zero like unread messages or zero messages at all? Zero. So you can do whatever you want. I like having as few messages in my inbox because I don't use folders and I don't use labels and I don't I try not to deal with email as as little as possible um, so when I get an email that I need to you know respond to it'll stick in my inbox and if I look at it I'll be like oh I should respond to that um, but if I get an email that's like uh, I think the phrase the the word is bacon it's not spam because you've signed up for it, but, like, you know, leave dangerous newsletter or whatever, right? I, I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's neat. I click on a link, and then I archive that email. And then I never have to deal with that email ever again. And it feels like 
I don't have a massive collection of cruft and possible <laughs> things that need to get done staring me in the face when they check my email. But you do, because it's still there. It's just archived. Yeah, but I don't need to deal with it. Yeah, but it <laughs> if I it feels feel like it, like it does You don't need to deal with it. You don't need to search. deal with it normally, though. I don't. I don't understand. Like, eventually, it goes off your screen. Like, I don't quite understand what the big deal is. Like, do people like you, you have like some sort of like response where they have to look at every single email that's in their inbox every day? I'd be like, oh, well. <clears throat> so I get you. You get certain types of email, right? You get like spam. You get newsletters and whatnots. You get. Uh, you know, I get automated messages from. Are we, certain, are we like, talking about work or are we talking about personal both. email? Okay. Both. Um, like from work, I get automated things when shit breaks or whatever. What do you um, use for your mail client for? Uh... So I use uh, not to do a, a plug here, but I use a, a service called Fastmail that I switched to from Gmail. Um, okay. It's it's like two dollars a month or something, but it's really fast and good and not weird, like, Gmail. Um, and I just use, like, Apple's mail clients. Well, because, I mean, uh, doesn't, like, Gmail currently kind of do what you want already by making primary social and promotion tabs? It does, but I don't want to deal with any of those. I you, have don't have to, you don't have to deal with it. It's in a different tab that you never have to look at. If you the thing is if you never look at it, why are you getting those emails? That's well, another thing. I unsubscribe from shit. Like yeah. if someone sends me something I do not want, I will unsubscribe and if that doesn't work, if or if it's like more than one click, I will just put that in my spam. Yeah, like, but I mean like how much time are you losing? How if it's in the promotions tab? If you're looking at the promotions tab, you're probably looking at it just for like on board on like uh, you know, Tuesday night or whatever, and you just start looking through your promotions for some dumb reason. Why would you do that? That seems like Why a... would you? You don't have to look at it at all because it's a promotions tab. It already well, means all the stuff that you the don't thing need. Is, the things I, the email that I get for the most part is email that I want to get, right? Yeah. And I do want to like glance over it and be able to see like if there's anything interesting. And if mm -hmm. there, if I get a, if someone emails me a newsletter that I don't actually want to read or only want to like know about every six months. I unsubscribe. So I Nelson, also unfriend people on Facebook real quickly. Nelson, I gotta ask you a question. Does <laughs> seeing the number there does that just feel bad to you? Um, it feels <laughs> like it doesn't feel bad, but it feels like there are potentially things I need inside of that pile. Like if if you got all your mail. It, and a lot of it, it was spam, and a lot of it, like, one or two things were, like, letters from your grandma, <laughs> but it was all just in a pile on your desk. That would not feel great. It makes, the num the fact that there are, ma that the fact that there's mail, mail there that you haven't dealt with makes you anxious, it sounds like. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, so that's I guess you don't, the, you don't work a support job then because I just disregard <laughs> half, half, yeah, the emails the I, half the emails I get. I'm like, well, I didn't use a ticket system. I guess I'm just going to forget about this in a few minutes. I, <laughs> I'm going to be like, why didn't you use a ticket system? When I started my current job, they added me to the, uh, like the support email group. Mm. And that was the first thing I did was basically like, am I triaging these? No? Okay, why? get me off this group. Never email me. 
<laughs> um, we also use Slack at work, which is good. And we use uh, GitHub issues and Trello for different projects. Um, so I almost never get emails that are crap. Also, every time someone like sends a mass email, uh, I say hello, everyone. I reply all. Uh, <laughs> I force the issue. Mass emails are the worst. Yeah. See, I mean, well, they don't they don't like BCC everybody when they send that because oh, like, uh, civilized people BCC. I don't understand I'm why BCC isn't CC. just the default option. I feel like your problem is you work at places where people don't know how to use email, right? That's also true. Although I, I have insulated myself from that to a great extent. See, I'm dealing with the problem where my work is uh, instituting a email retention policy after like working there for like 11 years. So <laughs> they have, they are making it so if an email is in your inbox, just your straight-up inbox, um, it deletes after 60 days. If you make a subfolder within your mailbox, that stays for two years. Uh, some people have been working there for, like, you know, since email was, like, invented. And they've yeah. kept every single email. And, like, part of their worth, like, these are, like, PhD scientists, are they're, like, communications yeah. searchable between these people. But they're going to pretty much make them delete them all. And they're turning PSTs off, so you can't even, like, hide your email locally on the... <laughs> That's so dumb. they're making it so Outlook will work with BSDs. It's do legal. Not, it's do, not. Do it's they, not our IT department. It's the lawyers. Lawyers. Do the lawyers want me to send them a terabyte hard drive so they can last another twenty years? Because yeah. email is not very big. Well, no. The funny part is, if you all you have to do is move them in and make them files. If you make yeah. them files, they don't count as part of that anymore. The problem is, is they're a little harder. They're a little more annoying to search. But there's like mm. a filter you can get from Microsoft. But anyway, yeah. the point is is I use my email to solve a lot of the problems that I run into every day. Like, people email me stuff, and I just search my email because it's never deleted before. Mm -hmm. I have a ridiculous amount of space. So, uh, and people are emailing me constantly with all sorts of stuff. Um, but, see, my job is to respond to people who are emailing me, like, with problems. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, it could be that we just live a different life. If you're working on, like, a project... Like, if you're, I, I'm not sitting there, like, doing something for three hours that I need to concentrate on. I'm doing, like, 50 things mm -hmm. in that hour that I got to, like, figure out what's going on. So I have to constantly be looking at my email, making sure that, uh, like, somebody doesn't have, like, an emergency that's going on. Oh, yeah. uh, or like I, the server just blew up. I go through my email in the morning when I get to work, and usually sometime after lunch I'm like, oh, I've got some emails, I should look at them. Um, but I don't really check it at other times. Yeah, I, and I, I guess it just doesn't bug me to have, like, uh, I don't know, how many email do I have? 14,667 emails in my Gmail <laughs> account. Oh, in your account or in your inbox? In my, uh, they're in my inbox, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's two things that I hate. Wow. Uh, my <laughs> way of working with email... Oh, wait, I have more, because it doesn't count the promotions and social, which I have cut up. I have pulled those over time. But anyway. The only way that my email system even works is that I don't have any limits to the amount of messages I have because, like, we have hard drives now, um, <laughs> and I don't, and I have full text search of everything, and not, and it doesn't kill my uh, uh, 
what is it? Attachments? Like, I know a lot of exchange systems oh uh, archive the attachments after a while, and you can't actually get into them, which is the worst. Um, yeah, luckily I don't have that problem. Email systems are just terrible. How like, they're I from used... a world where hard drives were expensive. Yeah, that's true. How have so I that's why we have Microsoft do our email. gigabytes Oof. of Gmail. What? Oh, are you? <laughs> you probably like send like giant sound files or something. I don't. I use FTP for stuff like that. Uh, I, my clients have their own I don't FTP even know. What's stuff mine at? and OneDrive folders. Uh, mine, is, uh, mine is uh, at four gigs. <laughs> I have four gigs of email. I don't know. I guess I've never really run into this problem. Maybe it's because I, I don't rely on email that often for my, my job or for my like existence. Oh, and wait. Let's see. Let's see how many emails I've gotten from my father about politics. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Probably sent like you all of them. three gigabytes on its own. You know, I think a lot of this whole Inbox Zero thing boils down to how we organize our email workflows, if, if we have one, naturally. Um, I've been, um, I, I've been uh, reviewing, I've been using Outlook for Android um, instead of Google's Calendar and Gmail app just to test it out. I'm writing a review about it. And I very largely prefer the Outlook system of showing what emails should be priority and what emails aren't to Google's. Google's got the primary, the social, the promotion, the updates, the forums. Why? Outlook has two categories, and assuming it wipe out, assuming the brightness adjusts, uh, it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't, because everything else is bright here. Uh, fingerprint. There we go. So it's got. Ah, come on. It's got focused, and it's got it's got focused, and it's got other, and anything that's like important emails you've read and kept open for a while or emails that you've deemed important or from people personally as opposed to like lists and stuff like that that's all focused everything else is other so important shit like ah nielsen is emailing me saying that oh there's going to be a new melissa mccarthy Kristen bell and peter dinklage movie screening at the arclight sherman oaks on tuesday and here's your free ticket you know, emails like that or, you know, uh, emails from my dad. Those are all in the focused folder. But stuff like, oh, no film school newsletter. Uh, newsletter. Oh, the Friday Night Party Line database backed up. You know, all that stuff. That's in other. And I don't have to deal with the other. I don't even get notifications when emails go into the other folder. So is it a junk folder? No. Why? It's not Why junk. It's not junk because it's not... It, it is stuff that I have requested and stuff that I do like reading, but it's not important. It's not crucial that if, you know, Creative Market has a new batch of free goods that I can download and have licenses for for free, things like, you know, textures or Photoshop brushes or, you know, web templates, things like that. It's not crucial for me to see that right away, but it is something I do eventually want to look at. And when I do have a free moment, I can go, oh, like, oh, yeah, let's go through the other folder. Oh, cool. Deal with that when I deal with it. That's an interesting thing. So I don't, all of the email that I, like, my email workflow is that all email messages that I get 
um, are not time sensitive, but like within the day important. Um, and if they aren't, I I don't let people email me. Like all of <laughs> don't, my kind of, don't let them. Well, they go to junk folder. <laughs> um, all of the kind of passive Still have stuff. A job? <laughs> um, all of the passive stuff is I have a bunch of RSS feeds. I have Twitter. I have uh, you know various other things that are kind of that situation. And I do go in and you know look at my RSS feeds and look at you know blogs and whatever. Um, that is what I all the passive stuff kind of gets shunted out of email. So I think that helps. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not like sure I, how you still have a job, but yeah. <laughs> well, I have Slack. You have a Slack? Oh. Do you know about Slack? Uh, apparently not. Slack is basically IRC with emoji. It's the, it's the hot new thing in, like techie uh, business whatever's. Oh, it's so basically like a chat room? Yeah, we've got a chat room, then you can one-on-one -on -one people, and it's got a... Wait, 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 wait. Can I, just, can I just go back to something here? So you yeah. have Slack, right, which is a chat room, but they don't want you to keep your email open because it's distracting. Oh, no, they don't care. <laughs> no, 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 they no. Don't no. Care I'm not what talking I do about your business. Time. I'm talking about email zero. The whole point of it is... So that they're telling you to close your mail That's... provider so that you don't see it, and so it's not distracting. But and then you you're keeping your email to make it not distracting. But yet you have a chat room over in the corner. I think in in the at least in my the culture of the company I work with, uh, Slack messages if they actually do like, you know, message me individually, they are things that are like, hey. This is important when you have a second, like, you know, the server's down or something. Well, I mean, it's an IM. You have, you're yeah. talking about just like an IM uh, message. Yeah, I mean, we have at my work, we have uh, Skype for Business now. It used to be Link, but they the people that a few months ago the people that would email me that thankfully don't anymore um, are like, hey, you know, I have a question for the entire dev team about this thing. Or, you know, things like that. The email people are not, like, they, email culture has some problems. Because, like, with, with instant messaging, the idea is, oh, someone might respond to it immediately or, like, within an hour, right? Like, if, if no one responds within, you know, 30 seconds, they're probably not there and just wait for it, right? That's, like, you know, ICQ... Uh, AIM, MSN, Messenger mm -hmm. era, you know, email or uh, IM etiquette. Yeah, does um, it show you your availability of the people you talk to? It shows whether you're online or not, but that's it. Um, and in email culture, there isn't that sort of expectation. So, like, there's the group of people that will email you and then email you a follow-up five minutes later being like, hey, did you get my email? Um, and then there's the people that will email you and then a year later be like, oh, just respond whenever. And there's there's no kind of, 
you know, expectation of when you should email someone. Uh, and I think it's hard to establish that because email is just so widespread and you know, has so many different use cases. You know, it's great. Our uh, our messaging service auto logs you in uh, whenever you log on to any computer. So, like me, I'm doing IT, so I'm setting up like five different computers. So sometimes I'm logged on to like five different computers, and it p doesn't send the message to every single. Nice. It knows. Client. So it so I could be on like my computer, but not getting the IMs because they're coming to the computer that's like behind me Ooh. that I'm not noticing. <laughs> Do you have a do you ever use it to talk to yourself when you get lonely? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. Well, apparently that bomb killed the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like we were getting we were kind of getting away from the philosophical and just talking about the uh, like practical use of it. Well, I mean, it, more, it, I think it's way more situational. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Trying to aim for a philosophical point on a practice that is designed for functional purposes like productivity is kind mm -hmm. of, I mean, unless it's like, should I plow through the, the, the row of school children to make my, uh, my drive to work more efficient, unless it's like a, 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 a situation like that, I think it's... Um, it's already a little bit of out, of out of its element to try to discuss something that's, you know, situational. Yeah, remember, like remember also, like, with things like, you know, agile development or other kind of buzzwordy workflow things, um, or like, oh, taking notes on paper or sticker, you know, sticky notes or whatever, as with all of those things, it is not a prescriptive kind of strict thing, at least for the people that are not kind of brown nosers. Um, <laughs> like, I, you know, I, I don't have many emails in my inbox, but I have one email, a, like an email thread in my inbox where I'm planning uh, a trip next summer with my family. And, like, we're emailing back and forth, and that is staying in my inbox until I figure out, like, what the plans are. Um, so it's not like a... Well, no, that went actually... So, uh, Sherba emailed me, and it went straight to my junk folder. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's, pretty, that's probably pretty fair, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know why. It was so, just I mean, like... you miss, you miss, you miss you know, your uh, Australian friends trying to email you on a whim? I actually... <laughs> um, so, uh, Estonia was there's two now. <laughs> Estonia <laughs> launched a really cool service uh, where they will provide authentication, like actual mathematical authentication, um, for businesses and contracts and stuff. And I went to pay for it because they opened it up to non-Estonian uh, residents. Um, and my bank freaked out, and they're like, "Are you buying things in Estonia?" <laughs> <laughs> this just in Nelson's bank fuck Estonia <laughs> yeah oh no that used to happen to me all the time not with Estonia but just you know the weird protection thing it would happen literally at the beginning of every college semester as I would suddenly go from making like maybe $30 worth of purchases 
you know, every month or so to making thousands of dollars of per- transactions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. It's every Steam college. cell for me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had the first year of PAX Australia, my bank actually called me while I was policing my lines, and they're just like, hey, um, we're noticing a lot of activity on your account. Where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm in Melbourne. What's going on? Where's the account activity? Oh, we're probably going to lock your account because this account activity is actually happening in America. I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, hold on, hold on, guys. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) No, wait, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. You're like a vendor. It's a vendor from America. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I think we've kind of uh, we yeah. I think we've uh, bled those topics more or less dry. So um, yeah, good show. So uh, so what you're saying is we've cleaned our inbox of topics. No. <laughs> no. 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 See, Can we I've archive already... this one? <laughs> <laughs> We're archiving in two places. Um. Anyways, so uh, FMPL is a bit more like my inbox. A complete mess. <laughs> With archives that go back years of just utter fucking nonsense. Yeah. There was an episode of our pens once. Hmm. Ah, yes, the Pen 15 Club. Good episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I haven't thought about that joke uh... since, like, freaking junior high. <laughs> Is that not a thing among the students at your school, or have they all been sufficiently trained? I think they're too young. I mean, we were talking fifth grade. Uh, so I mean, maybe some of the older kids may, may make that uh, joke, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I think they may, be, they may not have that bit of culture. Oh, uh, well. I can call it culture. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when, uh, when we had to entertain ourselves with, uh, you know, by drawing on each other and, oh my God, milk pens. Crap. Those stupid things. Anyways, um, anywho, uh, great show. Uh, lots of interesting discussion, and the the uh, the GOP debate went a lot longer than I thought it would. Um, both in reality <laughs> and on this show. Um, <laughs> so thank it's like, you. T- it's like traveling past the speed of light. It just feels like it takes. Dude, I. I spend like four hours a day reading political news. <laughs> How do you like live? I'm crazy. Jeez. <laughs> then again, you I do the same with entertainment news. For reading four hours of political news a day, I used to spend like eight hours making political news. <laughs> <laughs> right, but but my other my the other amount of time I'm reading Marvel comics the whole time, so that's how I de. Oh you know, Jesus! How you live? I get I do get all of synopses uh, synopsis's newsletters, so. I could probably ask the same question of myself. Actually, speaking of news, if you want to sign up to a... If you want to be antiquated and old school and sign up for a good news summary newsletter, sign up for a newsletter called Next Draft. Hang on. Hold that thought. Nelson has to uh, abscond from the last five minutes of of the show, so see you, Nelson. I leave it. I leave it in good hands. <laughs> See you, Nelson. See ya. See ya. Later. Catch you later, brother. Adios. All right. So, uh, newsletter, you were saying? Yes. Newsletter, next draft. It's by a man, a man called Dave, I think. Um, 
Yes, it is. Dave Pell, who is the managing editor of the internet. Ah. <laughs> but basically, he just fires out a daily newsletter and it, it with commentary, and it is quite excellent. Quite uh, a lot of links, a lot of interesting different stories that he tends to hit on. So, yeah, it's definitely worth the subscribe if mm. you want to follow the news and get just an extra source in there to be, uh, you know, spamming you with links. Right. All right. Well, since you uh, since you made a newsletter recommendation, I I will I will make a newsletter recommendation myself. Um, if you are in any way interested in the entertainment industry, how your fav- how shows are doing, what rating, what things are getting, what ratings, and ha- basically general movements of the entertainment industry at large, uh, the Synopsis newsletter. That Synopsis with a C is a great one to look at and I get the they fire off one uh, every day at around 3 a.m. so it's gets right in people's inboxes uh, in time for um, for the East in Coast time to ruin their inbox zeros <laughs> yeah for the uh, all the entertainment people on the East Coast to start reading them um, I have one right in front of me who is talking it's talking about how um, Yes, it says, good morning. This is, uh, it's, this one's from Thursday. It's Thursday, August 20th, and this is your first early morning briefing. And you can get several of these depending on which ones you subscribe to. So I get the normal broadcast one and the digital one. And it says, uh, Thursday's premieres was a party down south of Gainesville on the country music television. And it literally gives all of the premieres, which is really weird. And, Apparently there was there's a show on ABC called The Astronauts Wives Clubs. Huh. Yeah. You get yeah, all your uh, I know that, that was a show. Yeah, that's, that's a show. Um they uh talk about conferences and stuff you can pay $700 to go to for 6 hours. Um <laughs> Um, all the other stuff, debuts, casting changes, who's, uh, what show is hiring, what executive producer, things like that. So if you're interested in information like that, plus like the, um, nightly ratings reports for the shows from the previous day, that is a good newsletter for you to sign up for. It's free and, um, yeah, it's, I like it. <laughs> I don't have any plugs today, okay. sadly. I, I think I blew my plug last time with the uh, Teach Like a Champion. <laughs> but if you have not visited it, I highly suggest visiting it. It actually works. It is a bit Stepfordy and weird, but it really works, and it's, it's really effective. Okay. And Scott has a baby. And yeah. Yeah, yes, Scojo's got, yes. uh, got a little one. Oh, hold on. Lock oh, the camera right. on Scojo. Oh. oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, Kaylee. Kaylee, Kaylee, Kaylee. Yeah, I guess the only thing I could talk about is, like I said, I've been reading lots of Marvel comic books, and I do that using uh, Marvel Unlimited, which is their, like, Netflix comic book service that you can buy that lets you read every single Marvel comic book that comes out uh, Mm -hmm. six months after it comes out on the stands and all the back issues that they put on, and they're constantly adding old stuff. That's not bad, actually. A lot of my time up. Oh, and you can read it like by panel, so you can do like it does like a panel view that lets you just like go panel, panel, oh, panel. That's if your nice. like, monitor won't handle like a full page, it's pretty fun. I spend a lot of time reading that. Yeah. Yep. 
if there was a if there was also, a bigger incentive to watch the uh, the live stream of this show, it's to see adorable children. Not me. Or you I mean a child? Well, you got dogs. Adam's got dogs, so you can see. You have adorable. dogs. I have shown my wiener on the show before. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you too, eh? <laughs> uh, Except mine's fifteen pounds and furry. <laughs> Cherba. You too. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was the exact response. That was the exactly the, the response everybody <laughs> anticipated. Um, and if you guys and if you people out there listening uh, want to hang with uh, me and Cherba, there are many, many times that we are playing Grand Theft Auto. Um, yes, you can find us. And if you don't, if you don't immediately shoot a rocket at us. We'll be more than willing to not beat your shit into the ground. Yes, we will probably hang with you, grab a few beers, and rob a few banks. Yes. In the game. Just also, in the I've game. Been flying around, I've been flying around in Elite Dangerous as well, so if you want to join me for Space Trucking Simulator while I listen to 80s rock and truck cargo around, <laughs> then, uh, you know, come over, say hi, and don't bother shooting because nothing I carry is actually valuable. Chirba's on a, uh, Chirba's on a space train through the cosmos. Yeah. <laughs> So he's like Space Engineer. Yes. Space Engineers is a sick game. I enjoyed that. I was strangely excited when they added welding. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, that concludes this episode of Friday Night Party Line. Thank you to Adam Skojo Nelson, who's not here to hear me say thank you, but I know he feels it. And uh, to Cherba for creating yet another excellent hour plus of content good night everybody <laughs> good night peace <laughs> <laughs> on time, <laughs>